is Vladimir Putin anti-woke? And does he think the transgender activists on Twitter have gone too far? Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. Let's just throw in a little update here. Um, so I made the podcast yesterday, but I'll throw this in this morning. Anyways, Russia said they're going to stop attacking Kiev, so... We'll see if they do that, but if they do, that kind of applies to everything that I say after this. I'm going to jump in here. I made this podcast this morning, and then I was about to post it, and I was watching the Philip DeFranco show on YouTube, and whatever. He's going over Ukraine, and a lot of people are saying the same stuff you're about to hear about my opinion on Mariupol and the land bridge. I'm not the only one aware of that stuff, but it makes me think of a couple other things to say here quickly. Um... I watched a video, some some YouTube video, where a guy went around with a camera and a microphone and he interviewed people on the street of Moscow, young Russians, and he asked them if they could tell that the sanctions were on them. And most of them were like, no, I can't tell. I can't tell any difference. This was like a week ago. And so that got me thinking because, like, you know, now Russia is the most sanctioned country in the world, but they were actually like the second most sanctioned country in the world before this whole war, so, I mean, they've been under sanctions for who, who freaking knows how long, a long time. And so as long as they can sell their oil and gas to Europe, which the sanctions do not affect, and then, you know, I guess they can be friends with China, which will get them all the little cheap plastic knickknacks they need. I'm not sure the sanctions from America are really going to matter that much. I mean, I don't think America was being their real buddy-buddy with them before. And now back to the podcast I recorded this morning. Oh, and I guess Putin has had plastic surgery, and apparently plastic surgery is super popular in Moscow, just so you know. Eh, let's talk about Ukraine, Russia. I wasn't going to, but I'm listening to the new Bill Maher real-time uh, podcast, and he's got a Russia expert on there, and she tells a Russian joke, like from the Soviet Union days joke. And it's funny, so... Uh, Whatever. I guess we'll talk about Russia and Ukraine. Just so I can tell this joke. Or actually, let's do the clip. That'll be better. The system didn't work. Not they, everybody. They didn't know the system didn't work? Communism? I think some people know. I think that. Remember the old joke? We pretend to work, they pretend to pay us? Oh, I know some other jokes. That was... <laughs> <laughs> Dirty jokes? Something that would amuse us? Do you want to hear it? Yeah, I'd love to. So, what doesn't fit in your ass and doesn't buzz? I don't know why I'm thinking that like, boy, am I going to get in trouble how I am? Oh, wait. (laughs) What doesn't fit in your ass and doesn't buzz? I don't know. A Soviet-made ass buzzer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I I think I've proved my point. Um, But yeah, I guess... I'm here all night. So the war's been going on for, I think, a little over a month now. And, you know, like when it started, everyone was real interested. Um, I mean, it's still a big news story, but obviously it's, it can't be the number one, nothing can be the number one news story forever, I guess. Or at least a foreign war cannot be the number one news story in America forever. And I wish there was like a accurate casualty count. Um, I don't usually look for it, but it doesn't seem like you can, it's hard to trust the information that comes out there's a lot of propaganda and then even the impartial ones I don't know, it's just hard to tell but maybe russia is getting their uh, ass kicked 
maybe like 10,000 Russian soldiers killed. Maybe, maybe. I guess Kiev, that's like the New York City of Ukraine. The Russians were going closer to it. They've been pushed back a little bit lately. I mean, basically, you know, everything I say here, this is just, this is what people are saying. I'm not saying any of this is true, but people are saying this stuff. And it annoys me when people are like, oh, I was right about everything. But I did a podcast a while back, you know, so you can go hold me to my own words. Um, and it seems like kind of what I, well, whatever. I have not changed my predictions. It seems like stuff is playing out the way that I thought it would back then. Or maybe I'm misremembering what I said. That's always a good one. But I had gotten my information from a YouTube channel. It's not like I made it up. And basically what it is is that Crimea, that's that peninsula, almost island, that Russia has been owning since 2014 and controls a ton of natural gas and oil and stuff in the Black Sea. Uh, Russia, whatever, they cut off the water. Ukraine cut off the water to Crimea. So the first thing the Russians did is they went and attacked, attacked Kherson, took curse in some small city over and turn the water back on and now they've been working on a land bridge that goes from where Crimea hits the mainland and then the little strip from there over to where Russia is um whatever they've been shelling those places they've been taking over the little they took over all the little towns and then the big town is Mariupol and they have been shelling it supposedly I mean I'd like to see pictures I don't see much pictures of this stuff Apparently, they have leveled it. Like, they have just, I don't know, it's just going to be, you know, the whole city is going to be about a foot tall of broken concrete. And so, Mariupol, that's the thing that, that's the problem. That's where all the Ukrainians, Ukrainian soldiers, but just Ukrainian citizens who might, uh, you know, pick up a Molotov cocktail or whatever, almost all of them on the little land bridge that Russia wants, that I believe Russia wants, um, all the... Whatever. All the Ukrainians who oppose Russia are in that city. And so that's a problem. Russia's got to do something about that city. And what they've decided to do is to reduce it to rubble. Now, they keep they keep doing, like, what, um, humanitarian corridors. Or at least they keep talking about humanitarian corridors. I mean, basically, I think it's like, if you want to go on this road, we will not kill you. I and mean, that's the idea. And then I think Russia, like, okay, you can use this road. You know, all the... Old ladies can, you know, leave on this road, and then they, I don't know, they bomb the road a little bit, and then all the people run back into the city, like, what? You said we could use that road. Why can't we use it? And so I don't know if this is, this part I don't know, but I, I kind of, you know, so Russia wants everyone to go. They want everyone to go. Now, why would they keep bombing the road where everyone is supposed to be able to go? And my guess on that is, like, you know, everyone can go. But not everyone does go, right? Not everyone is going to necessarily go. So you got to really scare the living shit. You got to make everyone think they're going to die before every last one of them will leave. And so, whatever, you know, maybe when they're like, oh, you can use this road and people weren't using the road very fast. They're like, all right, never mind. We'll bomb you on the road. We'll bomb you in the city for another week. And now we'll see how fast you guys get out of here. And so I think they're, you know, they're attacking Kiev and certain other places that, Russia, you know, that's full of Ukrainians and Russia could never control um, as a diversion. And so as long as you attack Kiev, the rest of Ukraine can't go help Mariupol and the little land bridge area. And so I think Russia, they're doing the old, uh, was the West Bank? Yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to do what uh, Israel did in the West Bank. And I'll tell you what, it worked pretty good for Israel. Back in, I guess, 67 or something. 
Uh, the Israeli, Israelis scared the shit out of all the Palestinians living in the West Bank. And all those Palestinians, virtually all of them, went over, went across the river. Uh, the, the West Bank is the West Bank of the Jordan River. They went across the river, I guess, into Jordan. And Israel didn't let them back in. And now Israel owns it. And then, like, the small number of Palestinians who didn't leave for whatever reason, like, they still own the houses. Whatever, you know, whatever house... Like, you know, basically, there'd be like a block. There'd be a block where, of 10 houses, nine of the Palestinians fled across the river, and they were not let back in. And then, you know, the one Palestinian who stayed, uh, they're living, you know, them and their family are living in that house today. And in fact, you know, they're living the high life compared to most um, Muslim countries. I mean, they're not happy about it, but their economic situation is better than most Muslim countries. And so I think that's what Russia's doing. They're going to... Uh, Try and get everyone to leave that thing. Then maybe they'll build a little wall. You know, like, Trump could never build a wall. All of a sudden, anyone within a few hundred miles of Russia is, like, throwing up walls all over the place. And I'm sure Russia can throw up a wall, too. You know, like, they're willing to shoot people. I mean, just think. Just think how good a, a, a fence. Like, you know, you, you could have a four-foot-tall chain-link fence. And that would keep out any kind of person, period, if you back it up with a machine gun. I mean, hell, it could be a white picket fence as long as there's gaps big enough between the slats so you can see who you're shooting at. So I don't know. I mean, predictions. Predictions are like assholes. Everyone's got one and something, something. Oh, they're all full of shit. But I think that, you know, is, is, this, is this war going to be like, you know, Vietnam? What'd that go on? Like 10 years? Iraq, 15 years. Afghanistan, 20 years. Russia's attacking Afghanistan. That was like 10 years or something. Is it going to be one of those super long ones, or uh, are they just going to fight until they get the little parts that they want, kick everyone out, build their little walls, and then try and make nice with the rest of the world? So I think that's what they're going to do. I don't think this is going to last forever. Uh, probably take maybe one to six months to kick everyone out of the little part of the land they want. I mean, you know, that part of the land is probably the size of Rhode Island or Massachusetts, but anyways... Everything's big over there. Ukraine's the size of Texas, I guess. Anyway, so there's my predictions. They're just they got they got to own that land bridge, and however take long it takes them to get that locked down, uh, and I don't think it'll be too long. And then the thing will kind of be over. And then you'll see if they switch over. You know, like uh, let's see the Gaza Strip and Israel, like whatever that thing happened in the '60s too. And they're still fighting about it. They don't they don't fight about it every day, but they. They shoot rockets from one direction, and then they uh, maybe bomb them with airplanes the other direction. Anyways, that kind of stuff will happen. I mean, no one's going to be happy. These things usually take, who knows what, 100 years from now, who knows how any of this will look. So Bill Maher is asking the Russia expert, like, don't the people in Russia know what's going on? And she's like, if they want to know what's going on, like, you know, do they, do they believe the same stuff is going on as the people in America think is going on and the answer is if they really want to go look up stuff on the internet or whatever they can but most of them don't want to russia says they're the war is completely justified and the war is going great and they're like sweet and bill maher is like come on that can't be right but anyways i've heard that from a number of people and so i, I think that is right and it's just like you know just think of uh Whatever, Republicans thinking some bullshit about Trump or Democrats believing some bullshit about Biden. I mean, whatever. Both of those things are completely false. It's all, all the facts are on the Internet. 
they don't go seeking it out. They're like, yeah, Biden's awesome. Or yeah, Trump's awesome. Sweet. And they're talking about, well, why don't the Russian people, you know, rise up and revolt? Like, you know, they're not having, they, they don't get free speech. Their media is being censored. I mean, why don't we, why, doesn't, why don't Americans rise up and revolt? But anyways, why don't Russians do it? And she brings up some stats, I guess, in between the two world wars, 50 million people died in Russia. I forget how many uh, Native Americans died of disease when, you know, when whites took over America, but it ain't that many. It's probably five times as many as all the Indians that died altogether. Of course, America didn't kill those Russians, so we're not to blame for that part, and we are to blame for this part. But I just, I guess, you know, who are white people the best at killing? It turns out it's white people. You know, the current narrative would make you think it's people of color, but actually it's white people. So the expert, she's talking about how, you know, in the past, if you spoke out against the government, you know, they'd be rounding up, who knows, a million people and killing them all. And so she's like, well, you know, so now the... People in Russia, you know, if you just got a little crowd of whatever, if they just throw a few 10, 20, 30 people in prison, you know, to keep your mouth shut. But to me, it's almost actually the opposite. It's like, oh, they used to kill a million people. Now they're only killing 10 people. This government is awesome. Putin is the bomb. But if you're going from tens of millions of people dying and everyone starving to not that, uh, you, might like, you might like the guy in charge. Bill Maher brings up a poll. I mean, who knows? But someone did a poll and they asked Americans um, if America was invaded, would they stay and fight? You know, like Ukraine style. And 70% of Republicans said they would stay and fight. And 40% of Democrats said they would stay and fight. I mean, I'm not sure what the what are they going to do. The rest of them would leave? I don't know. I guess, actually, I would leave. Hmm. Like, if I was in Ukraine, I'd be like... Uh, I'm transgender, put me on the women and children train, I am out of here. But, you know, makes me makes you wonder, I don't know, the Democrats are like, America is too systemically racist, I'm not going to fight for it, or... I don't know what, who knows, That's, that would be the anti-woke interpretation, I'm not saying it's the right one. And they didn't break it down by immigrants, as far as I know, but... I bet you people who moved to America be willing to stay and fight more than people who've been here a long time. They're like, I've seen actual racism in my home country. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. This thing is worth fighting for. My kid's getting a good education, and I got a roof over my head. So it was kind of funny the other day. uh, Putin gave a speech, and he said the West was trying to cancel Russia. Like, you know, he gave a speech about cancel culture. He's like, they're trying to cancel Russia. They're canceling Tchaikovsky, some famous Russian composer, which they are. We are. And then he said something like, they're trying to cancel Russia just like, you know, those, those liberal, I mean, he didn't say the word woke. That would have been pretty funny. But basically, in Russia, you know, it's all in Russian. He basically is like, the woke people are trying to cancel Russia just like they're trying to cancel J.K. Rowling, the author of Harry Potter. And I've mentioned before, anyways, J.K. Rowling, she's a type of feminist who doesn't go in for trans stuff, so people attack her. I mean, they're still making Harry Potter movies and stuff, but I think they're taking her name off the posters and whatnot, so she gets all the money, but she's she's canceled a little bit. But so Putin has heard of cancel culture. And this I, I can't remember the examples, I wish I could, but um people in other countries whatever, they follow American media. Like American media is all that people in other countries know. I, I remember watching a video where they went around um they went around Nigeria 
asking poor Nigerians uh, who the president was. And they said, you know, the, the common answer was Trump. Like, you know, the only media they get is something about crazy President Trump. And they don't even know. They don't know who the president of Nigeria is. And I think that's, I mean, that's a little extreme. But like in um, Australia, Canada, like their media is just American media. Britain, same thing. And, you know, so like in Britain, they got both things. They got people who are worried about cancel culture. And they got people who are, you know, being woke. You know, they had a Black Lives Matter protests and I think some riots over in Britain during the George Floyd 2020 Summer of Love. Um, and they were like marching and saying, hands up, don't shoot. You know, which, and their, their cops don't have guns. I mean, plus they don't, they're not aware that that whole thing was a lie. But it's funny. Hands up, don't shoot. Uh, you know, they're called Bobbies because they got a little billy club. Anyways, I don't know. Are the are the dictators around the world uh, anti woke? They might just be. Twitter handle at anti woke podcast. And thanks for listening.